Good morning. This is your wake-up call. Welcome to China Jedi Talk, where we interview a broad selection of the human race who spawn from different cities, towns, and villages in and around China and across the world to talk about life, business, love, strife, places, faces, different races, attractions, distractions, goals, and aspirations, creating selections, affections, opportunities, and connections, and as always, shining humor, love, and light on Chinese life. May the smile be with you. Can I just say that my questions just like yours are just begun? Can I just say that your questions just like mine are just begun? Cause it was breaking news. When I was in the uni in Hong Kong, studying, studying, <coughs> uh, met this girl who uh, we became very good friends and then we got married. Straight after. Cripes, how long have you known her for? Well, the three years. Okay, through university, that's fine. Yeah, 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 the three years. What was she studying? She, uh, she was studying uh, geography. Geography? And then she went to America to do her Master of Library Science. Okay. And then she got a job without an interview. A job without an interview? To go to Australia. That's how I ah. landed. There. Oh, hang on. Oh, oh, there's a twist. She got a master degree in America and got a job without an interview. In Australia? In Australia, and she went to Australia to work in the university library. I went with her because I was the husband, and I was in Germany. She was in America, and we went together as immigrants. Because she's got a job there, so we went together as immigrants. Because I want to get a <coughs> citizenship somewhere. Australia is fine. Yeah. So I went. We got married. The minute we finished studying, within six months, no, within three months of getting married, she left to America yeah. to study. Within six months. I left for Germany yeah, to work, and been, we saw each other several times. She came, I went. We saw each other several times, not in Hong Kong. Yeah, but when we ended up both in Australia, she was working in Adelaide. I specially chose Melbourne. You know Australia. Mm. I specially chose Melbourne because I want to do an MBA. Because if I live there, I want a local qualification. So I did an MBA in Melbourne University, part-time. And I worked daytime. Now, while we were there, we were still living separately. And she decided that, hey, hang on, man, we don't know when we're going to get together. So we divorced. Okay. We hardly lived together ever since we left Hong Kong. Wow. So we divorced on her request uh, within four years. But we were together for only about living together. 
with her parents in Hong Kong for only three months. But we were in the uni together for about three years. So you married this lady? So we divorced um, after four years. Okay. Yeah. So you married this lady in your early 20s on your university and both of you clearly had the idea you wanted to oh. spread your wings and go outside. Why didn't you go to America with her? In my years, in my days, everybody had ambition. We were in very good high schools. Yeah. And, um, and uh, we were the, um, like the, the, the elite mm. of society where we were. And um, we all wanted to venture out. Hong Kong was just too small. Yeah. All my friends went overseas. Many came back and many stayed. Wonderful. Outside. And uh, my wife uh, went to America and then went to Australia and then... But why didn't you go to America with, with her? No, because I wanted... I'm not his wife, man. I'm me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I wanted... You didn't ask her why she didn't come to Germany with me. Well, who was offered, well, she the, couldn't. Well, who was offered the well, job she first? Couldn't. She couldn't because when I got this job, with this German firm. Yeah. They made sure that I wasn't married. And when I started working there, I told them I'm married. Really? Yeah. So, hang on, hang on, hang on. We, we didn't think, we didn't know that you married me. I said, that's right, that's right. When I applied for a job, I wasn't. Uh. Now I am. <laughs> what? Yeah. And I said, no, don't worry. You treat me like I'm not married because she's not coming with me. She's busy. And I'm not going with her. I'm busy. When you got married, though... So, so the, 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 the German boss in Hong Kong said, okay, fine. Oh, as, long as, as long as uh, nothing has changed, you, you know, you, 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 you work here. Why would he not want you to be married? No, because I was going to Germany. He knew that he was sending me to Germany. Right. And he knew that... We don't know how long we'll be there. And he knew <coughs> the wife may not want to be there. I see. Especially if she has just finished university and she's got her own career goal. Mm. I have the support of a firm. I have someone to send me to a boarding school to learn German so that I can work mm. in their office. She doesn't. Mm. She will not have a job. She will be the wife of somebody forever. Yeah. Because she does not learn. She has it's no very, knowledge. Very different days, wasn't it? That's in right. Those days. So yeah. she couldn't have come anyway. And ah. she wouldn't have wanted to anyway. She would not. She has oh. her own ambitions. She wanted to go to America because she wanted to. Not like me, but she wanted to. To have a career of her own, to be able to say, yeah, well, mm. I got it. She could have been married citizen. She didn't. When you got married yeah. to your first wife, yeah. you were obviously in love. Yeah? No. Oh. <laughs> I hate to say this. <laughs> okay. Can we give a name to your first wife? Is it possible? Teresa. Teresa, okay. Mother Teresa. Yes. <laughs> Teresa May. Yeah. 
Don't start. Don't start. Oh dear. Your <laughs> Teresa's Theresa May from Brexit and mine's Mother Teresa. <laughs> Calcutta. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now she Well She is not somebody's wife. She is university educated, has got her own ambition, she wants to be somebody. And she has the chance to go to America to do a master's degree. She will not give that up. I see. And I wouldn't ask her to come with very me. Very driven. Yeah. Because she'll be a burden. You're both very driven. Very mm. driven to succeed. Yeah, that's right. But that's why right. did you get married, Albert? She wanted to. And I said no. She asked you? Yeah. She wanted to. It's a Chinese custom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She wanted to. Is that normal for the lady to ask in China? Oh yeah, well, I don't know, but it's a tough, yeah. yeah, in those situations, I mean, in clearly, generally, it's the man's. I said no. Now this is not <laughs> secret. No, I don't care. But this is long ago, so it doesn't matter. She took out a pair of scissors. Right. Yeah, we're sitting like this. We're talking. Yeah. She you said, said we're no. going to get married. I said no, we can't. We can't. You do not do that. No, no, we have to get married. Hang on. He said, yes. She has in her hand a pair of scissors. Right. Yeah. And I could tell from the face that you better say yes. That if you <laughs> if you don't agree, right. I don't know what happened. So I said, okay. But you were good friends, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so what I want to ask is, because th there must have been love. I have to tell you this. Uh, this is not, um, there's no secret either. Yeah. After 20 years, and after marrying another two times, she came back and asked me to get married again. <laughs> Alfred, Alfred, Albert. I was, I was single. I was single. Albert, can we leave this to later Amazing. episodes? Amazing. Through my mother, my sister, her sister, she tried for about five, six years to say she wanted to get back together. Where is Teresa now? I don't know. Maybe in Hong Kong. Wonderful, wonderful listening to <laughs> We have digressed. We've digressed, but that's fine. But My I life history is not hardly started, and Brexit isn't even bloody... <laughs> yeah, but Brexit's not so important here. What's important, I want to know, when you were with Teresa and she left to America and you went to Frankfurt, how did you stay in touch? Because, of course, there wasn't the internet and stuff in those days. I don't remember. There was no internet. We hardly write a letter. But we, I remember we did talk on the phone. It was very difficult. I went to America while she was there. Two, you went to times. see her? Yeah. Okay. How while did you get there? there? Did you fly? How else? I tell well, you what, you the two airlines that we flew with. One was called Icelandic, and you fly from Frankfurt to Iceland, right. Reykjavik, Reykjavik yeah. and then from in Reykjavik you go and do a bit of shopping and get a few wool jumpers, and then you fly from Reykjavik to Chicago. Jakarta. Chica Chicago. Oh, Chicago. 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 Right. Yeah. And she was close by that area. 
she comes to Frankfurt. We went to New York a few times and okay. Um, she comes back. We would be flying LL Israeli airline. Wow. LL E-L-A-L. They are the cheapest airlines. They flew over the Atlantic. So we crisscrossed a few times. The few years that we were separated between Europe and America. They are two airlines. Continental was the other one. But we never flew Continental for some reason. I can't remember. But we were flying mostly those two airlines. And they were quite good. Oh, they were not jets. They were prop jets. Mm. Propeller jet. Propeller jets. People smoking. I don't remember. Yeah, Maybe. Must have been nice. Maybe. How yeah. many people could you get in there? Don't know. How long did it take to cross the Atlantic? Oh, not so long. It was. Oh, I enjoyed the flight. I didn't have any problem. Yeah. So it was great. So you were in love. You were. She was coming to see you in Germany, and you yeah, were going to yeah, see yeah, her. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Before she went to Australia, she stayed in Germany with me for uh, for a while. Then she went. And of course, what happens is, if it wasn't for Teresa, you probably wouldn't have had the door open for you to go to Australia. Well, we were applying together. Now, okay. She, well, we were married. So she's going to Australia to work, so we were okay. we'll, we'll together. first. And I wanted to have that um, application done because I want to have a citizenship, no matter what. Now, whether I go there or not, I can go there once I got approved. And when I got that, as a resident, you can get citizenship within one year, which I did. So I got Australian citizenship within one year. And that's why you left Thailand, though, yeah? You left Thailand that because that came along. the only reason, reason. you would leave Thailand. Um, can I ask you a personal question? Sure, Just sure, man to man, the men listening. So in belly those, to belly. In those days, it was right early 70s you were married but you were living very far apart you were in Thailand as a married man but without your wife obviously Thailand has its stereotypes today it were you was were you very not uh, so it was not so much then it was, it was Thai girls are absolutely fantastic because you did mention heavenly and ecstatic. They were your two words, adjectives of Thailand. And I just wondered if that... Uh, no, it didn't refer to the females there. No, no, that, no, no, that's no. It. So, it's a lifestyle. it wasn't the food either, it was a lifestyle. No, no, no. So you were a very conservative, you know, you were married. Yeah, I was conservative. You didn't do anything, no. I mean, completely personal question. Mm, but, I, was a, I was, well, I would have been a very conservative type of a character mm. for most people. Mm. Consideration. I would be a conservative type. Yeah. Did you drink like beer and alcohol in those days? Were you? No. Were you very drink? No. Okay. No. No. In Germany, I drank cider. 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 That's right. Comes from where I'm from in England. That does. <laughs> Southwest England. Yeah. Anyway, we won't go to England yet. You haven't got there yet. You're I know England in, quite well. Yeah, but, you're, but <laughs> it, for this story, you're still in. Because China. I had 
An English girlfriend. Right, well... <laughs> yeah. Man, listen, listen to this. This is wonderful, isn't it? Unbelievable. So we have a long way to go. We do, don't we? God. So, but were you smoking in those no, days? No, I never smoked. Okay, so you were very healthy and... Yeah, I never smoked. Because you're still pretty sprightly today. You managed to keep up with me as uh, I was Today, walking. yeah. I don't know about... Hey, you, I've walked too fast, I've been told, and you were keeping up with me and no problem. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, If I'm as walk, fit as you are at your age, I can walk five marvelous. times as fast as we did just now. Wow. Oh, yeah. Bring us back to the today, 2019, March. Yeah, just quickly. Because we are in a very interesting time. A couple of years ago, I was in Vietnam with my family, uh, travelling to America, England and America after it was the summer holidays, and they had the vote. David Cameron... Being the schmarmy ass that he did, wanted to prove to his party that the people of England didn't want to leave Europe. So he decided to have a referendum. And of course, that referendum completely flipped on its bum to what anyone would have imagined would have happened. And then, of course, Trump came in and we've had this kind of... this energy that's occurring. And for me, I think it's wonderful because I think we need change. And for change to happen, we need to change, and we need to change the system. And for me, Europe's never been what it was meant to be. But do you realize, you're not talking to the people, you're talking to the parliament. Mm. It doesn't matter what the parliament thinks, Brexit or not. It's what the people think. That's what the vote was about. You ask the parliament, I bet you will not get an honest answer. Because they represent the people. And they also have their own personal feeling. The people they represent may want Brexit, mm-hmm. but themselves, I reckon they want their job so, more than yeah. Brexit. So basically, they represent themselves before they represent the people they're meant to actually have their job represent. If they want their job, remain intact. I want to ask you two questions now. Answer them very quickly. What do you think? Albert? Brexit Number one, not, doesn't matter because in that context they don't represent the people anymore. They represent their own self. Well, and I, and I, and I, and I if like you ask the people, do you want Brexit? That's more like it. But you don't want another referendum. That's a problem. The Parliament may represent the people, but this is the problem with democracy, free society, da da da. Mm. Those that you voted for have to represent you. And you only want a short-term future, normally. And those who represent you really have to protect your long-term interests. Now with Brexit, it's just the other way around. People theorize ideologically Mm. the result of Brexit in 10 years. Well, I say... Yeah, it'll be positive. But only we can survive the next two years of Brexit. It may not survive. It will pull down Europe with it. And America, with Trump there as well. And with that, China will sink with you as well. It's a very dangerous move. That's why we are all concerned. Not so much because we have business interests, because you have properties. 
Well, my, my first question to you. I said I had two. Okay. No, no, it's because we met on the pretense of Brexit. I mean, I'd like to know if it wasn't for Brexit, would you have come and pestered me in the gym? I don't know. So good things come from 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 all sorts of things. But my question to you is, why are you so interested in Brexit? Being a man from... Let me, let, we talked about your literal story. What passport do you actually hold, if I may ask? Australian? Right. So... I feel. <laughs> yeah. Good, good answer. It's coming. Fine. It's coming. It doesn't matter. But my point is, why are you so it's interested normal. in Brexit? Because... Oh, a lot of reasons. Oh, tell me. I can't even tell you well, which the one most important is reason? which one is more important than the well, other. Just say one would be a good start. <clears throat> Brexit would eventually break not just Britain but the rest of the world. Break, wreck, wreck. It will derail the democratic system. Okay, and that's an interest for you because it's it's so super. It really connects to it, everything. It will destabilize the uh, Western uh, civilization development mm. because the West is built on certain governance uh, principles. Brexit eventually will break all those mm. because if the economy of the uh, advanced countries start to uh, crumble when it's asset prices start because right now there's a huge bubble there mm. when it, because there's a liquidity everywhere because you print money in America and Europe stop printing money but there's inflation which they call asset inflation mm. property, stock market there's no basis for them to inflate. This this is a bubble. You easily pick through that bubble with Brexit. Eventually, the Brexit years will make Europe crumble faster than Britain. And it will affect America. Because Europe is America's major ally and it is the world's number two develop economical <coughs> power. Yeah. Asia alone cannot survive without trading with these with these <laughs> Look at this. As we talk about Brexit, my oldest son runs up You haven't met Albert, have you? Well 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 Albert. well come and say hello to Albert please. This How are you doing? Shake his hand. This is Zachariah. Always right hand. Right hand shake, please. That's it, English gentleman. Not left. <laughs> We're just talking about Brexit. Okay, that's not interesting. <laughs> Where's mummy? All right, who are you out with? No one. You're on your own? No one. Do you want to sit down a minute or? <laughs> All right, so I'll see you in a minute, yeah? I'll be coming back in a bit. How long? Oh, not long. Ten minutes. <laughs> see you later, my darling. 
See you in a minute. <laughs> Penalty shootouts. <laughs> I'll kick your butt. Wonderful. <laughs> so, um, I think I'll keep that in. That's yeah. marvellous. Yeah. Impressive. It's very dangerous thing. It looks um, exotic. It looks exotic. Yes. But okay. um, it is a very dangerous thing. It's uh, it's not something that you uh, think um, it's um, um, fashionable or fun to. Have. I see what yeah, but it's but, very dangerous. But Albert, history has taught us it can have immediate yes. effect. The minute that thing is um, made um, firm. Well, I thought it was made firm, but it seems to not be at the moment, does it? History has taught us, has it not, that sometimes going into dangerous territory is what humanity needs to do to make humanity better. Okay? And I want to ask you, I'm going to put you on the spot. Would you be for... I'm talking about the long vision. We have to. It's all, we're not going to be around forever, but we're talking about long vision here. For the world... And I know this is a difficult question. No. As it stands, would you be a Brexiteer or are you a Remainer? I put you on the spot. Depending on which angle. You see, this is the this is the problem, and isn't it? Depending on what issue you're about, there are definitely uh, advantages, good benefits to have uh, when Britain uh, comes of Europe. No doubt, because for Britain, um, um, the economy itself is different from Europe. Europe is more manufacturing. Britain is more finance, more surface space. Um, however, You know the statistics. Sixty percent of what Britain imports are from Europe. Mm. On eighty percent of Britain produces go to Europe. So that trade link between the two um, cannot be easily uh, separated, overturned, even. A ten percent down can create a lot of unemployment, and it will affect a lot of investment decisions, and the pound will just slide. Now, this, in a capitalist system, in a democratic society, which lives on fear and guesstimates. Um, when there's a bubble in equities and there is a uh, <coughs> uh, printing machine in America, that property bubble will burst mm. and the stock market will burst. When they happen, they will happen together and they really have no reason to be up at this level now. They're just looking for a reason to come down. You give them that reason. When that happens, the only rich people in the world will be busted. 
there will be no investment because they got the return, repay the money that they borrow at no interest or very little interest, which they can do only when they liquidate their other assets. That means their money-making business. That is the only thing anyone would buy. The people that now, when, when that happens, the democratic system, the capitalist mm. system will break down. You're and no one will survive that. But, but what you're saying Except is... Except China. Well, okay. Now, we'll go to that later. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm an economist, so I can talk for... I, I can see, but I, I want to. And, and what you've just said is the perspective, yeah. and I think it's very well supported. But those people that two and a half what years ago, when I was in Vietnam, who voted and went out to do David Cameron's referendum, they didn't vote on that pretense. I, a lot of them, and I can't speak for any of them really, but I think there was an idea of people wanted change. Yeah. There was a anti-institution. I want to cover that. And that's interesting give as me, well, isn't it? Give me um, a bit of length on this. I'll be brief. Okay. On change. Um, it is so important that this is one topic that the uh, <coughs> differing Americans agree amongst themselves that they need change. They didn't want Trump, but now they think Trump has started something that they agree on, that they should carry on and be even more aggressive than Trump is. And that's how to deal with China. But I'm calling an end to this pod on the Brexit that we just talked about. And I know you've got a lot of questions, which is one of the reasons we came together for this I podcast. I started, but it's okay. Right. Uh, but I want to just say, if you were British like myself... Mm. Would you be a Brexiteer or would you be a Remainer? I know that's a ridiculously silly question, no, no. but I want to end it like that. I'm a Remainer. Okay. I'm a Remainer. I know the advantages of having Brexit, especially if you're British. But as a world citizen, I think it's better that it is a Remain. And I think if you now have a second referendum, the result will be remained, mm. I think. Because okay. now people have a better understanding of what Brexit entails. Mm. It's a dangerous move. Yeah. For the sake of the entire uh, full spectrum of affairs in this world, remain is a better idea. Brexit is good only for those who are confident in the long-term future of Britain being able to proceed into the long, long future ahead, be free from the European shackles. Europe is full of rules. Those rules may not suit the interests of the British people. But if you want to take advantage of the European uh, trade relations, which you, you need, then you must adhere to the um, rules which Europe was formed in order, maybe not as much as I think, but in order to be a counterpart of America. Otherwise, America would be really not just producing the world, not just governing the world, it would be dominating the world.
we had Russia, Soviet, as an opposition, so that America does not get too powerful. Why Americans want no gun control? Because they want to protect the citizen from the government. Europe may not be a counterbalance to America, but they will have an influence. Trump tells you, uh, if you let America go unbridled, he can push the button and start the nuclear war because he would not know what he's doing. But you need somebody sane, <coughs> sober, like Europe, a strong big Europe, including Britain, to have a hold on America dominating hegemonizing the rest of the world. Okay, oh, sorry, you go ahead. No, no. I think uh, as yep. a Brit, as somebody from England who's been away for a long time, uh, I made my own Brexit many years ago. And, uh, <laughs> okay, I wanted to ask. <laughs> I all, thought that. All I will say is, and I think one of the reasons we got to talk with each other about this was because I, I, I don't want to be... <laughs> Political in any. I think that's something telling me to be quiet. But as we end this pod, I will say that the world is in a turmoil. Yeah, it's almost like ink in water. It's it's trying to find its place, and um, uh, I would say Brexit is a lot more than just money and trade. And uh, for mm, me, mm, mm. for me, I feel that the ideological. The powers that be that run this earth need to change, need to take a look at themselves, and I think it's the time for the people to make that change happen, because no government is going to do that for us. So the government, luckily, David Cameron, put a referendum to us, and we, in a majority, said, we want change, whatever, we want to leave Europe, and so we must. That is democracy, however much we respect it, that is what we need to do. And I do so hope that we can follow the majority of the people's decision. And I didn't vote uh, because just of the loopholes I'd have had to have gone through, I have enough to deal with in terms of bureaucracy living in China as it is. But I would have voted Brexit. I think we can still be with Europe, but we don't need to be Europe. And and may I, my, my final point on this is it will be rough at the beginning. I said it to you the other day, it's like one of those psychotic relationships where the husband or the wife doesn't want you to leave and every time you try they just grab you back and I just feel that is what we're going through at the moment with this terrible Brexit scenario and I do hope, as I'm sure most of the British people do as we speak, that this does come to an end very soon and may it come to an end in the democratic process of which our people voted. Now, of course, many people would debate that the people, when we had the referendum, were ignorant of the fact of what leaving Europe would really mean. But, hey, at the end of the day, sometimes we need to leave our intellect to the side and we have to vote with our hearts and our feelings. And maybe that only can truly come from the environment of which that vote came from, which would actually not really allow us to have any real true meaning of understanding of the situation. So... No one's right, no one's you wrong. You don't agree with a second referendum? No, I don't agree you with don't. a second referendum. Why? A second referendum. 
the basis for second referendum, they say, is that now the understanding of Brexit is different. Maybe people think differently. That's what they say. But the real, the real reason should be now that you know Brexit can do more harm than good in the next two or three years and can create a lot of economic hardship, which can lead to collapse of your civilization. I, I, are you prepared to run that risk now? Really, this is the question to, to ask, not so much Brexit or not. Do you realize that there is this risk? And do you think you want to go ahead despite this risk? Now, if there is no such risk, then I'd say it's fine to Brexit. There are good points about it. But is it worth running this risk to have Brexit? Okay. It's the referendum. Okay. So taking politics completely out of it and just looking at it as human being to human being. As a human being, we learn the most when we go through the hardest of times, I believe. We have to break our barriers of belief. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. You're right, yeah, good point. Hear, hear. But also, this world is full of fear, and fear is the opposite of love. And I think we need to pass through these barriers of fear to improve and get to where we truly are meant to be, not as a race of British, but as a race of human beings that need our current system, Albert, and you've been on this planet for longer than I, is not working. And to change it, we need to go through these fearful, risky things. And Brexit is probably one in many that are about to come in our lifetimes. You've got to find a way to make sure that you will get through Brexit without the bad things happening. The real risk is Brexit will not take you any further than the pits and not back up again. That is a real risk. If we can eliminate that risk, by all means, do what you want to do. And here's one other thing to end on. Maybe there's something out there that we don't know about yet, that we will know about, until we actually make the jump and do it. That's right. And that's an interesting, beautiful place to be too. And that's not fearful. That's very positive. Let us make a prediction before we terminate. Wonderful. You are the Terminator. Time's up. Come on, what's your prediction? There is no hard Brexit. Okay. Because Britain cannot have one. And Europe does not want one. Okay. So you predict? Now, when there is no hard Brexit, and Europe will not let Britain come to any agreement with Europe. So you believe... Until you have left. So your prediction is Brexit will not happen? Wait. When that's the case, you will delay Brexit until you agree on how to Brexit without <coughs> a hard Brexit. Yeah. 
But you want a soft Brexit? You can keep wanting it, talk about it, negotiate the terms, go to the rest of the world, 150 countries, and get the treaties done. That will take forever. And Europe would still say, we haven't agreed yet. Yeah. So what's your prediction? If you don't agree on a trade treaty between Europe and Britain, they will be hard to cut Brexit, which they don't want. So you can go on wanting to agree. What's your prediction, Albert? And, as they say, they want to maintain the Irish barrier, uh, the, the Irish border, no barrier. I don't want to bore our listeners anymore. What's your prediction? My prediction is... Are we going to Brexit you or are we not? We'll have a permanent delay of Brexit. So we will not Brexit. In that, in eventually, eventually it will mean... Second referendum. Second referendum. Okay, fine. What I will say to you is this. Brexit, for me, and you've already alluded it to earlier, has huge ramifications of what happens here. It's more than Brexit. It's huge. It has an energetic, holographic uh, uh, result to it. And that's why I am going to say, and this is a prediction that we must, and it's it's more than Brexit, I say this to the listeners, we must get through this. If you can find a way, by all means, and Albert, no Albert, one I must say, there must be a way, a way yet. that we... Theresa May stumble over this for two years. Yeah. But she Albert, did, she we must try. find a way to get rid of the shackles of our psychotic we haven't found it, wife and no one or husband... And make a new life and a new no world. No one has found a way yet. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> listeners out there, to infinity and beyond. We're all way from over. We certainly are. And we'll take this up another time. Albert, it's been wonderful having you. You couldn't um, edit this because it didn't sound too good no, to me. <laughs> May the smile be with you. This is China Jedi, people. enjoy listening to the China Jedi podcast and want to get involved, either by asking a question, expressing your opinion, good or bad, light or dark, or even appearing as a special guest, then get in touch by emailing our team at info at chinajedi.com. That's info at chinajedi.com. May the smile be with you.